This episode of the Yesterworld podcast is in part sponsored by all of my amazing patrons. And if you want to help support the making of future content, please check out my Patreon and shop in the description below. And if you enjoy the video, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hello everybody and welcome to the Yesterworld podcast. Today joining us is a very talented theme park content creator on YouTube and a good friend of mine, TPM Vids. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? So one thing I wanted to quickly uh, start out, I wanted to start off with this because I found it really interesting. Mm-hmm. You recently put up a uh, poll on Twitter and you asked uh, your followers, if you were forced to only visit one park for the rest of your life, which would you choose? And mm-hmm. I thought for sure it was going to be Disney Disneyland by like a landslide, but it wasn't. It was um, the options were Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, and Magic yeah. Kingdom won out by sixty three percent. And I was really surprised. Was that something you were surprised by, or did you expect that um, more people would? I prefer was kind of surprised because I know that most of the followers on uh, TPM vids. There's a lot of Walt Disney World fans, mm-hmm. but I think I phrased the crest the, but I think I phrased the question the wrong way. I should have said, um, I don't remember what I said exactly, but I but I should have said, um, if you had to visit only one castle theme park for the rest of your life, because I think people thought that they could only visit either Magic Kingdom or Disneyland. That's what I was but you wondering. Can still go to Epcot, still go to Hollywood Studios, still go to wherever Universal Studios or whatever. But if you had to choose one castle park. Would you choose Magic Kingdom or Disneyland? And that's where I kind of screwed up, but I mean... See, that, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I thought it was interesting, because I, for a long time, before I um, like moved, I guess I always assumed Magic Kingdom meant all of Disney World, and then right. I realized, no, it's just the one park. I mean, Disneyland was called the Magic Kingdom for a long time. Um, right. So that I thought that was interesting, you know, to like, like if you did a follow-up, because it's like... You know, Disneyland has so much history, whereas Magic Kingdom, you know, it, it doesn't have that uniqueness, that origin, you know, that origins of Walt creating yeah. it. Magic Kingdom feels like it's missing a chunk of its history, but it's not. Right. It, that's only because it opened in 1971. But it feels like it's missing that that 60s era, which mm-hmm. it is because it wasn't open. But Disneyland has that. And it just creates such a rich layer of history that like those first 10 years, so much happened in the history of Disneyland. So it just adds that much more to the park. Yeah, they had it all worked out by then. They didn't, you know, in the beginning Mm -hmm. with Disneyland, it was like, you know, you know, you hear the, the, you know, the horror stories of the opening days and the concrete and, and that's, but I think that's kind of what shaped, I think that's kind of what shaped, you know, what it became like starting from where, not everything was finished. Tomorrowland wasn't what Walt originally wanted, you know. And then, of course, over the next 16 years, they had the time to kind of, you know, they had the money, of course, because Disneyland mm-hmm. was such a huge hit. But then, you know, so Disneyland has that that aspect that you can't replicate in any other part. Right. So I, I, that's where I was curious. Is like, do people really prefer Magic Kingdom, the park, or are they just voting because I'd be torn too, like between Disneyland and then every park in, you know, Disney World. I'd probably still right. choose Disneyland just because I'm obsessed with the history of it. But so would I. So would I. Yeah, because, and that kind of ties into your recent video about uh, 
the Disneyland rides versus the Magic Kingdom rides, like Splash Mountain mm-hmm. here, there versus Splash Mountain here. Um, so I was curious, what kind of comments have you been seeing? Have people been more for Disneyland or more for Magic Kingdom, or is it kind of split? Surprisingly, most people agreed with me, which I was actually kind of shocked with, with uh, which versions of the rides I chose. Um, so I would say people agreed with my ride choices, but then I saw a lot of comments mentioning the history of Disneyland and how they enjoyed that like that better. But then there was also a lot of comments of not everyone's experienced both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. So they chose Disneyland because they didn't know any better. And I mean, if I had only been to Magic Kingdom, then I would just choose Magic Kingdom because I didn't like I wouldn't know what right. Disneyland was actually like. Um, but I, I, I think personally, if I was to choose a park that I could only visit, I would definitely do Disneyland. Right. Um, just cause there is tons of history, like tons of history and just like the way the whole park was planned. Like there's so like, like they use space at Disneyland so much better than magic kingdom. Right. Like magic kingdom has space for days. Like they could literally add 10 more lands on like the outskirts right. of the Magic Kingdom. And when you're constricted, you know, just like filmmaking, like with Star mm-hmm. Wars, you know, when that's why the first one was so amazing because George Lucas, uh, he had to compromise. And when he had to compromise, mm-hmm. it made it more, you know, creative. And of course, we saw what happened with the prequels when he had full reign and he could do whatever he wanted and it just went all over the place. But with Disneyland, you know, yeah, they. It, it's more, uh, I don't know what the word is, but when you're limited in how much you can create, you focus on making what you can create amazing. You know, there's not that kind of like, oh, we have the, we have the room. You know, we can just add right. this. We don't have to take away an attraction, you know, which is... Yeah, they were really yeah. smart with how they use their resources. Just like the fact that Alice is on top of Mr. Toad mm-hmm. and the Autopia is on top of the show building for Finding Nemo. Um, what else? What other one? I feel like there's one more where it's something stacked on top of something else. Even just the whole like Tomorrowland, um, like monorail, the old people mover, um, the old motorboats that we talked about in our mm-hmm. collab. Right. Um, just like all of that was like literally in such a small area, but there was so much to do. Whereas you look at Magic Kingdom Speedway. It takes up such a huge footprint of land right? when that could be used for probably another two attractions if they were to plan it properly. Yeah, and the last, I, I'm not sure if it's 100% sure, but from what I was reading, they're planning on taking Magic Kingdom's uh, version of that and making it into the Tron uh, light cycle attraction that they have in one of the foreign parks. I think, I, I want to say Paris or yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, I think... Yeah, because I just read the uh, the press release that Disney released today, and they're gonna be they're gonna be altering the Tomorrowland track, but I don't really think we're gonna be losing much of it, and it's mainly just to add Tron. But yeah, from what I've heard, the Speedway is gonna be modeled more after like a Tron neon kind of feel. Right. I think we'll change the entire landscape and feel of Tomorrowland, but. I personally think that our Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom is much better than Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Hmm. Like, I feel like Disneyland's based, Tomorrowland's right now is... Sorry, based on... Uh, so when you say our... I assume you're when you say our, oh, so, yeah. you're referring to uh, 
Orlando, that's right? That's like my yeah, it's okay. like my my home park, but it's not my home park. Right. But it's like my home park. Yeah, I I, I get confused because I used to live in California, <laughs> so Disneyland used to be my park, and now right. when I say my park, it's like, well, which is it? Because I've been here for you know They're two and a half. Years. They're all your park. <laughs> so, do you think if you were to look at the original, like um, let's say the nineteen fifty seven fifty nine version of Tomorrowland versus the Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom today, would you still say Magic Kingdom has the better Tomorrowland? Or do you think Disneyland just kind of screwed themselves when they started adding and taking away the people mover and the bronze from Discovery, you know, all that stuff that kind of led to what it is now? I think if it was the Tomorrowland of when the people mover opened, so I might be getting this date wrong, even though I just did this in a video, 1962? 67 they... I, I only know because i oh, was it recently did it yeah okay 67 so if it was that tomorrowland then i would say that's far superior than magic kingdoms right now because it was so sure. well because again like they when the park first opened it because it was like the last one to be worked on and it was so ambitious it wasn't what walt had wanted you know he wanted the Uh, highway in the sky or the world on the move kind of thing and they finally realized it in the uh, 67 um pretty sure it's six i'll have to look that up because now i'm like is it i think it's 67 67. Um, it's somewhere in the 60s somewhere in the 60s so but then of course then you know the eisner era and then they were going to do tomorrowland 2055 and then they couldn't so they had to compromise and it ended up just Mm -hmm. putting the bronze over everything and trying to make it like discovery uh land in paris and then that you know it's just it's just it's sad because when you look at the tomorrowland of 1960s um, it's so cool and retro. Now retro's yeah. in. That's the funny thing is the whole reason yeah. they got rid of it was because they're like, no, it's outdated. And then they ended right. up. But now it's but now it's actually in style. Right. <laughs> yeah. If it went back to the to the color palette and the bright whites and that, you know, it would be. But now it's just a mishmash of like stuff left over from when it was like bronze from the Discovery mm-hmm. Land, and then you have the abandoned People Mover track. Like that's just such a source like site yeah yeah it is it is yeah because you covered that in your part of the collaboration yeah it's just sitting there it's just just sad just hanging out just just waiting just waiting to either be torn down or turned into something but i don't know i think it's too far gone now for it to be turned back into the people mover like that like i would see them tearing it down maybe redoing it in some capacity but it wouldn't be as large and cover as large of a footprint if it was to return um but i think the the rocket rides put way too much stress on right. the support beams that they can't even handle another ride whether it's like a slow moving ride or a fast moving ride it's just not um it's just not safe anymore that's the problem because mm-hmm. it was a co- it's a combination of one you know the structures are built into you know the show buildings for star tours for yeah. Um, part of Buzz Lightyear for, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so um, ingrained into everything that when Rocket Rods came, it put all that stress, you know, on it. And so it just made it even worse. And so they, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I think something has to be done because right now it's just, you know, I don't like using the word eyesore because it sounds kind of pretentious, but it really is like, you know, it's just, th- like you said, it's just yeah, there. Just sitting there. And when you're on the yeah. monorail, you can see all the rust and you can see, you know, just, it's just a sad 
site, you know? Yeah, like trees are growing over some part of it too. But I think it's more of like it's it's going to cost Disney a lot more to remove it. Yep. So they're actually better just keeping it, just like River Country. It closed in 2001, but they just left it like completely untouched for all these years because it would cost them so much to actually demolish it. Right. But they don't really need the land or, or they didn't need the land at the time. Now, I believe there's plans to build a hotel on that site or something. Or It makes I, sense. I think it's a rumor. Because it's a huge, yeah. huge um, area of land to just literally be rotted. I mean, it's fascinating from like a mm-hmm. abandoned attractions kind of standpoint. Oh, so cool. um, yeah, I mean, like everyone wants to go discover it. Like they could actually make so much money if they gave tours of like the abandoned places that are at Walt Disney World. I always think... Like so much money. I, I mean, I know they did for a while at Epcot when before it became the um uh vacation club lounge they would actually include oh, yeah. uh the old dream or image works as part of the mm-hmm. tour um i don't have an imagination yeah yeah and like that stuff fascinating like i don't I'm, i don't usually do tours but i would instantly do something like that like if it allowed you oh, to totally visit um you know a part of a land that was like abandoned that's why like like i've taken the one um the one backstage tour at Magic Kingdom, the what was what was it called? Behind the keys to the Magic Kingdom. The keys to the kingdom. Yep. Keys to the kingdom, where you go into the utility doors. Yeah, I really want you go, to like, backstage and like that's really cool because you literally get from Main Street to Adventureland within like thirty seconds. It's like it's yeah. really close. It's really cool. Um, but there's another tour. I don't remember what that one's called, but you go to, I think it's three parks and it brings you underground of the American adventure at Epcot hmm. and you see the way the show works and like how the barges from the animatronics oh, like cool. from under the seats and like go up and come down. It takes you to central shops where they like manufacture and produce all the animatronics where they do all the maintenance on them. Oh, wow. Um, you go into, I think, creative costuming with that tour as well. And then you go backstage to Magic Kingdom in the utility in the utilidors, I think. Um, so it's probably like an all day kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a seven hour, eight hour tour. But that's one tour that I really want to do. Yeah, and there's just there's so many areas that um, would be amazing to explore, like the um, Wonders of Life Pavilion. I know they use the main floor for uh seasonal stuff but there's a ton of stuff in the back you know where bodies body war was and or even in um the land pavilion i've heard where kitchen cabaret is or was um a lot of the animatronics are still there just behind the walls of soaring over the world you know just there's so many areas that would be so fascinating to like explore and just see that kind of untouched history you know that's just there yeah because i know that I know that the Buzz animatronic or Buzzy, whatever his name was, was it Buzzy or Buzz? I think it was Buzz in Cranium Command. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still kicking around, but right. apparently yeah. he's been tagged to be removed to go into the archives. Hmm. Um, so I think something is gonna happen in that area. But and how I mean, cool the body would that be? Simulators. Oh, like I would, I would love to go in there and look. Yeah. Like not even to like explore and like start climbing things, just to like stand there and just like. See what you can see from the ground. Right. Like even if it was like a no pictures, no video, just like Yeah. And I think that's unfortunately part of the you know, I would ima- if I were to guess, I would say that 
there would be more tours like that if we didn't live in the age of everyone trying to sneak a photo, sneak a video, Mm -hmm. you know, get on YouTube, get on the viral, you know, because that is a a concern because they don't want that stuff. You know, they have a, it's the whole reputation and the image. Yeah. If it was like 1995, they could totally do it. Like totally do it. And like, it's so, it's so crazy to think that we live in this time where everyone has a camera on them. Yeah. Everyone has, you have the most basic flip phone, uh, you have a, a camera and that just wasn't the case for, you know, until recently. And so I like to think, you know, how everything now like gets captured that happens in the parks, you know, how if our technology was how it is now, if it was that way in the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, like, mm-hmm. um, like how much more we would have of the kind of evolution and changes and random things that happen in the parks. Well, I honestly think if alien encounter was around today with so many people, I mean, like recording the rides and like putting it on YouTube. Right. There's more public awareness of like what the actual attraction is. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, before back in back in the 90s, there was no way for someone to watch it unless they actually went to the park. Right. Or if there was like a commercial or a TV special. And I mean, Disney had all these warning signs, but like no one actually read them. Well, so no one, no one believed it. it. No, they're like, well, oh, yeah. it's Disney. It's Disney. Like, yeah, like, you know. how, like, like how scary can it be? Right. But I remember like as a kid, like I was terrified of it. But I went on it every time. Oh, that's right. You uh, you get you got to go on it. See, I I went there um, during that period, but I was too mm-hmm. scared to go on it. So my dad went on it, and he was just kind of like, eh. But I've heard from other people that you know it was legitimately yeah. terrifying. Yeah, people would like actually come out crying, like that was like a real thing. <laughs> like mainly kids, or like just so, right? I would say like mo- like mostly kids, like mostly kids who are like under the age of let's say like five, right? Like small kids, but in a way, who again, who it, think, oh yeah, it's Disney, like it's not going to be scary, but yeah, and it's kind of funny because when you look at the like the old promotional videos, like where they have, uh, I think it's for like the grand opening, they have mm-hmm. like all these kids out in front of it, like, hey kids, you ready to go get terrorized? And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what are you doing? You're they they're almost kind of <laughs> digging their own grave by showing all these kids on it. Uh, and then kids watching right? the promos are like, oh, cool. And then they show them coming out. Like a fun ride. Yeah, they show them coming out like, yeah, it was so fun. And it's like, it's just Mm-mm. funny how, because then mm-hmm. parents watch it and go, oh, it's probably fine for my, you know, little Timmy. And then little Timmy yeah. cries and then. Yeah, so I'm sure that guest services got many, many complaints over the years. And then they were like, yeah, you know what? We should probably close this now. Yeah. And then, then we got Stitch. And then now we don't even really have Stitch. Well, we do, but it's not. It's not open. It's it's a seasonal attraction. Yeah, Which may return, it may not. Who knows? Yeah, there's always rumors popping up like, oh, it's Wreck-It Ralph or it's going to be Wreck-It Ralph. Um, but I think they're in a little bit of a pickle with that one. Yeah, they would have to keep the attraction as some sort of like theater attraction because there's two theaters. So they could mm-hmm. they could easily do something where it's like you go into theater one and it's one part of the attraction and then you move to theater two. But I mean, that would cut their capacity on that ride, which I don't think really has a high capacity as it is. No, but I think it would have to stay as like a more theater based experience attraction and less a ride. But I mean, who knows? They could they could utilize space well and maybe take out like one of the shops and but I think, build on a second floor. But that would be, I think, way too much, though. I think that's also another issue is that... Um, and I could be wrong, but I feel like in the 90s, early 2000s, 
um, capacity wasn't as big of an issue like as it is today because of how no because there was know. no one at the parks yeah <laughs> so like what, they what do you look at like go ahead no go ahead. i was gonna say like um i feel like they didn't used to i feel like the priority now a lot of the times is on ride capacity and i feel like for a long time it just it wasn't that wasn't a huge concern but now uh now it is well, now they're struggling because they don't have enough capacity. Right. That's the, that's their struggle now. Right. Which is why I don't understand why they don't just open Stitch back up until they figure out what they want to do. Because like you could easily get... I wonder what the ride capacity... I think it's only like... Here, wait. Let me look this up. It's not... I think it's around... It's not much. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, Stitch's Great Escape. It is cool. I will say when for Halloween Horror Nights, they are... I hope they do it again this year. But what they've been doing is opening it up. You can even go to the area where it has the like the one remnant, or I think there's like two, but one of the remnants from the Alien Encounter days is that over in the corner. I'll throw up a picture for the podcast uh, for people listening and or watching on YouTube. But you can see the XS Tech like logo on one of the machines. So like, oh no way, yeah. There's a I have a picture of it somewhere. So it's cool when they open it up, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, they're kind of losing, you know. Uh, yeah, I, like I don't know why they don't just open it while they figure out what they're gonna do. And in the area, like, why not just open it? Just let people go on it. Yeah. Now, if they don't open it up this year for Halloween Horror Nights, my speculation would be that they are fiddling around on the inside and just seeing, I don't know, doing tests or something. Yeah, like they might be playing around, but. They would have had to, like, release permits to do any sort of, like, construction or demolition. Mm. And I follow a permit thread on oh. the forum. And they haven't they haven't released a permit for, de- for demolition, I don't think. So, it's literally, I think, just sitting there right now. And, like, Halloween's not that far away. Is there a... Yeah, I mean, um, in, like, two weeks, I know I'm doing the uh, part of the meetup for the... Um, some of the other content creators. So with, oh yeah, with, yes, yeah, it's the first party night. Yeah. So with with um permits, do is it like a legal thing that it has to be made public? Is that why people are able to post it as soon as a exactly? Perm- yeah. Is that just so for like to do transparency with, or is, like? You know? Yeah, it's like any sort of like building in any city, you can find a permit for it, or like any no matter where you are, or anything done within an attraction. Then I assume. Right. Right. But like even like a construction of let's say, like a new hotel in Cincinnati, Ohio, you can you can find those permits and stuff, because like theme parks are no different. I mean, hmm. like like they own the land, but they're part of like cities and townships, right? So it still all has to be available. So we, so even if I mean, like they weren't changing the building itself, if they were just kind of tweaking aspects of the interior they would still have to file a permit for that yeah if they're like removing stuff and Hmm. adding a few things even if it's like very minimal they still have to get a permit yeah i guess that makes sense from a legal standpoint um what i would love to see and it's probably just wishful thinking is a total redesign and overhaul of uh both tomorrowlands but um I, I doubt that's going to happen. Honestly, bring back the 1967 
like spires in the front like get like get rid of those rocks put the spires back up get like the waterfall going back like they could easily do it and it wouldn't really take that much either yeah or even like the waterfalls that magic kingdom opened with they were just gorgeous yeah like yeah i posted a photo of tomorrowland i wait did i post this one i don't remember tomorrowland in 1983 i'll send you the picture so then you can you can show them what we're talking about but just like oh wait it's not from the front it's like it's right in the land it's pretty much where like stitch and monsters and glass floor is like that's where the picture starts but it just looks like it looks really like cool and retro and Mm -hmm. it looks so nice and sleek now just looks the reason i read that they finally got rid of it um or no i guess what it was is that it used to be it was you know these waterfalls but with the florida winds that you get a lot that come out of nowhere it was splashing water on people walking by too much so that's why um towards i forget when they shut it off but at some point early on they shut off the water which is why only in really really old like archival home videos can you see the water uh, working but when it was it was really pretty and it's just sad that yeah it's really nice um again I i feel like both tomorrowlands um lost a lot during the whole eisner era and wanting to go one direction and then losing financing and then having to compromise. And now they're just kind of a mishmash of different visions, you know? Yeah. It's It's sad. Yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely a big identity crisis with both of them, but more so Disneyland. Yep. I agree. Disneyland's is looking a little rough. I mean, you got launch bay there taking up the entire old America sings attraction, which isn't even being utilized. Like, to its full potential there's still that whole second floor and i don't even think they use the full bottom floor for launch bay so what's your uh your opinion if you i don't know if you followed up on it too much but on what you know the whole transforming epcot into this you know i guess the epcot problem i mean what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on because there's definitely a problem you know with like the theming and the future world do you think they're going in the right direction with uh, Ellen's energy adventure being turned to Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy and all the kind of rumors. Like, what are your thoughts on what's going on now? I mean, I guess like I I'm gonna have to see how Guardians actually plays out and like what the whole feel and vibe of that pavilion turns into because mm-hmm. I think that that's gonna that's gonna set the bar for what we can expect, right? Epcot and Future World because. Right now, nothing's really changed at all since, what was the last, like, edition? Was Figment? I think so. Or, uh, or, uh, Figment or Mission No, Space? it was, um, it was uh, Test Track, where they redid it to be more futuristic, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, like in that sense, which I don't like the new version of Test Track. The old version was so much better. I know. I, where yeah. it was like... It was you actually going through a test facility. It was fun. Like now it just yeah. yeah, like now it just feels like Tron, but like they're not really doing Tron, but like it is Tron. It's but the it's, it's the ninety nine cent <laughs> version of Tron. Um, yeah, because it's like yeah, you it's kind of like because I I've been on it several times, but you know it's kind of fun creating your own vehicle. But again, that's more geared towards if I was a kid, I would have been crazy over that. You know, creating your own mm-hmm. car and seeing how it performs, but. I don't know, I guess maybe ever since Cars Land and Radiator Springs Racers, which I think is 
one of the best attractions in a long time. Um, that's kind of spoiled test track for me because it's very similar, but the theming of it and the world they created is so much better, obviously, because they could start oh, from scratch. Um, Radiator Springs is a far superior it's attraction to test track. So now when I go on test track, like I'm like, oh, man, this I know it would be a huge overhaul, but it, I wish they could do something along those lines with another IP or something. Yeah, like Test Track goes faster, but I would rather go on a slower ride that's more immersive and tells a story better. Because I think, I think Radiator Springs only reaches, I want to say, 45 miles? I think it's 45. Something along those lines. Miles per hour. Yeah. Like, are you a fan of... Test Track's around, like, the 60. Are you a fan of uh, the Cars movie? I mean, I can... I can take it or leave it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Cars fan, but I appreciate what they did with the land. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they can create a land where even if you aren't the biggest fan and don't know everything of what's, like, going on, if they can create a land, like, where anyone can still appreciate it and, like, go and find, like, all the details and whatever, I think they've won. That's a great... And that's what Cars Land does. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what... I hadn't thought of that, but that's a very good point because... I personally, I really enjoy the first Cars. I don't like the second one. I've yet to see the third one. Um, yeah, I, I need to. seen the third one. Um, and while, you know, I enjoyed the story, but I love the world they created. I, I think that's what Pixar does so well. Um, and I think they recreated that world so well in Radiator Springs, where, you know, even if you're not a fan of the movie, you can appreciate all the little details, all the little things they thought of that in our world, this looks and acts like this, but in their world, it would look and act like this. So it's just really unique, if that makes sense. It does. And that's why I think like a Monstropolis would be another awesome oh, land for them to actually tackle. Because there were so many rumors before Toy Story Land opened that Hollywood Studios was getting Monstropolis. And then hmm. there was a rumor that they were supposed to get a uh what was it called the 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 door coaster go door chaser coaster i don't know they're supposed to get that and then it was supposed to become part of like pixar place when that was still a thing now it's no longer a thing r.i.p but i think monstropolis would be a really cool a really cool environment yeah it would because because it'd be similar to cars where again and that's why i love um monsters inc and i really enjoy the cars Mm -hmm. universe is taking the things that we as humans do and use and see every day and thinking like, well, how would a monster use it or build it? Or mm-hmm. And same with cars. Like, oh, how would this apply to a world of cars? So I love those kind of aspects. Yeah, because I think like the Monsters, Inc. fan base isn't as big as cars or let's say Toy Story mm-hmm. even. But I, I like even if you aren't a fan of it, you could totally appreciate it. But that's the great thing about Disney is that even if you – aren't a fan of everything like if you don't like guardians of the galaxy you can still ride mission breakout and appreciate what they've done with tower of terror have you and in my have opinion, you been I on it think, did you get to have yeah you... yes i went on the original tower of okay. terror at uh dca right and then i went on guardians and honestly i think guardians is a much better ride really it like yeah like it utilizes the ride system very well and like you're constantly moving like your ride vehicle is constantly like moving up and down up and down and then like you drop and you get 
brought back up. It's it's honestly a lot of fun. And they added the the rocket animatronics and you know, they added some cool screen effects. Is the drop like as drastic as it used to be? Kind of like well like M- or not MGM, um Hollywood Studios version. Like Hollywood Studios? Yeah. Or- yeah, like I would say it's similar to the Hollywood Studios version drops now. Okay. But I mean Hollywood Studios like like you actually stop whereas Guardians <clears throat> you never stop moving. So like even while you're in front of the actual show scenes that are happening, like your car is still bouncing up and down hmm. and like you don't know whether you're going to drop or get raised up even further and then drop again and so so what's your opinion on cuz I know every including myself are very split on the introduction to on Marvel into the you know uh parks whether in California or Florida <clears throat> mm-hmm. what's your i mean do you are you kind of forward against it indifferent or do you think it's just depends on how they do it i think it depends on how they do it but i mean it's 2018 now there's going to be like your hardcore theme theme park fans that won't be a fan of it but a lot of kids who are growing up with disney like that's what they know as being disney now is marvel so i think it's a smart company move to to include more marvel in their parks um and i think california adventure is the right park like i don't think they should ever put a marvel land in disneyland oh yeah but hundred putting star wars hundred percent yeah that that was my big thing was when i heard the rumors i was like okay i'm okay with it if it's not in disneyland i'm okay with star Mm -hmm. wars because i grew up with star tours so i guess I'm, i'm more okay with it being in california adventure now do you think because one uh, one argument I hear a lot, and I kind of agree, is that is the longevity of Marvel, you know, like in 10 years, will Guardians of the Galaxy still be as relevant as it is today? Or mm. Captain America or Iron Man or whatever. To build an entire know. attraction like th- around it. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll... I think it like the popularity of it will fade out a bit but i like i can't see it completely dying mm-hmm. um because i look at attractions but definitely like it would lose popularity like indiana jones for now i'm biased because yeah. i love the first or the only three indiana jones movies they made um that you know even 23 years later it's still one of the most popular attractions so I wonder if in, tw- I mean, 25 years, you know, when you think of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you know, will they be in a situation of it not, you know, not holding relevance since it is, you know, with Indiana Jones, they had already been popular for what first one came out in 82, I think. Yeah, so, it was already around for yeah for quite a while. So it was proven to be and it was only getting more you know popular. So then, do you think maybe with the whole Marvel thing, maybe they do you think it's um, wiser to see if it has that longevity, or do you think it's more that they should be jumping on it now rather than waiting to see if it has um, the same popularity in like five or ten years? Well, I think it might follow the same sort of idea. I mean, well, I mean, Cars Cars is always going to be popular. That's like going to be like a classic Pixar film now, right? But I think even if it loses popularity, 
people will still be able to go in and, and appreciate again like the details and whatever they've constructed just like being placed in a land that doesn't really exist in real life right and just putting yourself in that um but i think it's it's smart for them to jump on it now because i mean if they wait five seven years then they probably wouldn't be able to do it and i, I think the park needs a bit more oh yeah definitely. i mean they are taking some out like they're taking bugs land out but um yeah, because that, yeah, that's I, my I that's my conflict is that, you know, just that argument alone of like, oh, in 10 years, it might not be. And that's my mm-hmm. fear is that they're not fear, um, but, you know, are they just trying to find what's popular now and being like, OK, it's popular now. Let's do it. And then building attractions around it and lands around it rather than and I don't know of that many other franchises they could do it with. But rather mm-hmm. doing that, rather than taking something that's been popular for a long enough time that they know, you know, kind of stick around. I have that kind of con- that, you know, in the back of my mind, like, are they just kind of doing with what's popular now and not thinking about, you know, down the road in 10 years, you know, which I mean, they might be because maybe they don't have a problem ripping, ripping out a, a like a land and just putting a brand new one <laughs> in after. And I think but, that's so true. But I also think that what's smart, what they're doing with uh, Star Wars land or Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but that they're making it not solely like on the prequels, on the originals, on the new ones. It's like they're creating a no, it's world. Its own, yeah, it's like its own separate world. And I think that helps because then mm-hmm. as the actors get older or the movie, you know, whatever, you can... You know, it doesn't hinge on that. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like that hinges on that specific series. Yeah, it's like the same idea of, of Pandora. Like, it's not yep, yep. based when the movies happened. I mean, there is a uh, Avatar 2 coming out eventually. <laughs> Three, delayed, four, like five. They're, 15 times. <laughs> they're supposed to be filming but, it this year, and I think, and they're doing four more, surprisingly. So I don't know how they're going to do four more. It's been so long since the first one. Yeah, I mean, I always have figured that they wouldn't have made the deal. They wouldn't have spent all that money um, creating a park off a or creating a land off a, what, 10 year old movie if they didn't really believe that the next however many more were going to be like huge successes. I mean, maybe they have plans, but I think it would have been smart for them to released the second movie mm-hmm. around the same time as when Pandora opened. But I'm not sure if the second movie takes place during the time more of when Pandora takes place. I don't know. Yeah, not much is known I think it's, about those. I think it's 25 years after the original movie or something is when Pandora takes place. I think. The land? Could be wrong. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's supposed to be, I think, like after the war's over and... You know, now it's a tourist destination, and and I think it's smart that they've um, kind of disassociated the land from the uh, specific characters of the movie. Uh, the only time you see them is in, like, the gift shop, I think, and that helps keep it a standalone experience. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe with Marvel Land, they'll do something similar. Oh, true. Where, mm-hmm. where it won't directly tie into the films like it will but it's not going to be like in your face where if they do fade it doesn't really rely on true 
the story from the movie or that IP to really propel the land. Like it can still exist just mm-hmm. as is. Yeah, no, I, I agree so. because if it's, you know, future, you know, if it's, if it has enough of a originality of the future they're depicting, then, you know, if guardians of the galaxy gets less popular, they remove the references mm-hmm. and they can, you know, like, I think it's really smart um, what they're doing with the, um, uh, the, the wonders of life pavilion. Oh yeah. 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 Wonder- yeah. Where, you know, they're building a restaurant, but it's not going to be totally reliant on like one IP. So, um, so wonders of life isn't becoming the space restaurant. Oh, it's not. The space restaurants being built beside, um, mission space. I thought that, I thought it was going in wonders of life for some reason. No. So like the rumor with wonders of life is apparently, which isn't a possibility. Um, black Panther is supposed to, go in but because of the whole universal disney contract that can't happen um not in florida why is it okay oh i think you might have mentioned it but so why is it okay with guardians but not with black panther because guardians wasn't an ip that was already in use by universal and they weren't part of a family that was already in use by universal Hmm. i didn't know black panther was they can use it in florida yeah, Black Panther, who's who's he a part of? I don't remember exactly. But he's a part of... I got to read that document you sent me the about the yeah, there's, contract. Yeah, there's the whole contract. Um, the West Coast can do a lot more with Marvel and pretty much use everything, um, but they can't mention the word Marvel. Marvel can't be seen in any sort of promotion, any sort of title, like nowhere, nothing. Um, yeah, and it's just so funny how they've been able to kind of cheat around that in the past. Yeah, like Superhero Land or like a Summer of Heroes or something, but then the Heroes was in the same font and like color block as Marvel. Right. So like you knew it was Marvel, but it wasn't Marvel. Um, But yeah, but both can't use the word Marvel, which will be interesting to see what they name the land. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they can't call it Superhero Island or like Superhero Land. That's just like, I don't know. But then they also have the Pixar, you know, they're building a Ratatouille ride. And Mm -hmm. I know they're, you know. Epcot. Yeah. So that'll be curious to see. Yeah. And then there's plans. The rumor and like what's probably going to happen is the UK pavilion is going to get a small ride as well. So by the time I think Rat opens, both should be open. Or like they should both be open for the 50th, for Disney World's 50th, Hmm. around that same time. Um, and then by then as well, we'll have Guardians open. So the park's going to be a much different, much different place in four, five, six years. But I think World Showcase definitely needs a lot more rides. Like they need, they need more to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what's your opinion on, uh, you know, the whole integration of Pixar movies and Disney movies into the World Showcase? Because you know, it's kind of kind of like the Marvel thing where people are on one side of the fence or the other, where, you know, from the beginning, the World Showcase has been very authentic and grounded in authenticity, and the attractions within the areas have been very authentic. Um, but now you have, you know, a ride like Frozen in the Norway, um, or I guess the Norwegian um, Norwegian and Scandinavian culture, because it's like, because the, the like the whole design of the entire pavilion isn't just Norwegian culture; it's like Scandinavian, 
and like there's a bunch of other stuff in there too yeah and you know there's rumors that coco is coming to the mexico pavilion which i actually do think would be really great um but even then you get you know ratatouille in paris and so you know what's your opinion on this kind of integration of pixar disney rather than sticking with how uh it kind of originally began Mm -hmm. i so i think they need rides in world showcase i don't think they need to be well-known ips just like shoved in but the walt disney company of 2018 is much different than the walt disney company of 1981 or 1991 even um so i think as long as Iger's around we're gonna be seeing seeing more ips put into world showcase but as long as it fits like i don't have a problem with rat because ratatouille actually takes place in france right it's like that's probably like the perfect fit out of all the attractions coco would be an even better fit than the three caballeros Mm -hmm. like by far but apparently that one's also been shelved oh man the funds funds weren't there that that was one of the ones where i was (laughs) um i thought it i was like oh that's a brilliant idea because it would would fit per i mean that's the thing like with frozen that I think that's what caused a lot of people's issues is that the movie doesn't take place in an actual, you know, it's in, influenced by, you know, different areas, um, but right. that they were sticking a fictional land, a fictional, you know, that into, you know, a real place. But like you said, with Ratatouille and Coco, where the movies are based, the lands are based. Right. The rumor for the UK is supposed to be Mary Poppins, which I mean that takes place in the UK, so it's perfect. Hmm. Um, no, it makes sense because they're doing the new Mary Poppins movie. Yeah, yeah, like apparently it's supposed to be like a sea attraction, so like a dark ride, like a smaller scale, like Alice in Wonderland, Disneyland type dark ride. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. That's what the rumors have been have been going around. But but I think yeah, like World Showcase needs all the all the rides and attractions that it can get just because there are a lot more people going to Walt Disney World as a whole and like nothing's really changed in that park since Frozen like World Showcase true hasn't seen any new additions so I think it'll be a much different place just when Ratatouille opens and then once all the other stuff starts happening too it'll definitely change the whole landscape of uh the energy of world showcase i think what i would love to see um is if there's some pixar movie or disney movie or something that has that takes place in um germany or somewhere around there that they actually utilize um you know because for the in the germany pavilion they were going to have that that. the boat ride yeah Um, i forget the name uh, the River Cruise, I think. Uh, the Rhine. Yeah, Rhine River, River Cruise, Cruise. I think it was called. And they built. They they started it like the first, If you go, you know, I'll put an image up. But if you know, you go on Google Earth, Google Earth, and you look at the um, blueprints, you can see they actually built the portion for the loading dock, uh, and it's behind. Yeah, the load the, and unload. Yeah, and it's behind that wall. So I would love for them to mm-hmm. like utilize that because I think there's the space for it because it was intended. Yeah, they have tons of room back there still. Nothing's been built back there, so they can easily put a show building in. And I mean, Japan has a full building too. That's just used as storage. Right, because that was going to be an attraction, a... right? 
yeah, some sort of I think it was supposed to be like a rotating carousel progress type deal hmm. kind of thing. It would be really cool, you know, Disney or Pixar or whatever, um, just to see an attraction in each of the pavilions would be cool, you know, like yeah, um, yeah, because right now there's only two two rides. I mean, two rides and three attractions in World Showcase, right? Grand Fiesta yeah. Tour. Frozen Ever After, and then American Adventure. Yeah, because am I missing one? And then you have like there's like a, and then you have like all like the other films. And yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. But I mean, those are wouldn't really like they they are attractions, but they're not major attractions in my opinion. There's something you do once um, when you're visiting for the first time, or you want to like kind of mm-hmm. get some nostalgia. Um, yeah, yeah, because there's and then you just there's so much potential. Never go back and watch I think them. I would love to see. I know, like, I don't want to say a replacement because everyone will hate me, but something done with Figment or a journey into imagination, um, not to, like, get rid of Figment or anything, but just, I mean, the ride's just so bad. <laughs> like, even though they tried yeah, to make it better, is, uh, um, it's... Well, well, they tried to make it better, but then it was actually worse, and then right. they tried to make it better again. Right, yep. And, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel like a Disney ride. Well, when you look at the original, which I didn't even know much about until I did the um, collaboration with Defunctland, I didn't know too much about the original, like first version. And it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the ride video, it was so creative. And so, Oh yeah. I honestly think that if they had just done a really good refurbishment, it would still hold up. I mean, obviously it'd be oh, better sure. than what's now, but even then I think it, I think it would have had that Peter Pan quality where mm-hmm. they've updated it, they've kept it, um, um, they've kept it in a good condition, and yeah, and they've added little effects here and there and all that. And I think it would it would be an incredible attraction to have just updated a, a smidge, you know. But unfortunately, I, I don't know what. I mean, there's a lot to it, but man, we did they butcher? <laughs> and it's sad that you can go yeah, in there and just... see. You know, on the floor and the ceiling, where the parts See where the of the ride yeah. used to be, and it's like, yeah. But I really do think they, if they'd kept it and just spruced it up, it would have today be like super popular still. And everyone loves Figment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like Figment's everywhere in Epcot. Like you really can't go anywhere right. in Future World without seeing Figment. Like he's literally everywhere. And it's crazy to think so that I during think that take him out. during that um that first overhaul. They other than like a tiny reference at the end, I mentioned it in oh. the video. There was like two references or two or three references. Took them out completely. Yeah, yeah. just gone. And it's like, what were yeah. you thinking? Like, um, so I, I like I don't want to see it replaced, but I feel like they should do something. Even I don't know. I mean, I know fi- um, money is always a big part of it, but even if they rebuilt the old version or something like that, you know, I I would love for. Disney to like rebuild an old version of a ride today. Like I think the Disney theme park community would just like go crazy. Oh, yeah. Like like if they announced that they were actually rebuilding the old Journey into Imagination. Man. Like I think that that would be their biggest attraction to date. And it would figure, make like, everyone with all happy. the technology that's available now. Oh yeah. Cuz it was so like I encourage anyone who hasn't um to look up a really good like ride point of view um or watch defunct lands part one or my part two because it's just it's so creative and it's so mm-hmm. cool and like each room it's, was it's very disney yeah and 
Um, Very Disney. If they brought, you know, I, I, I agree. Like if they were to be like, all right, we're going to rebuild this or even another old attraction, you know, um, alien encounter. Yeah. Cause <laughs> retros in, the, you know, the infrastructure is right there still. <laughs> and I bet they could get away they with could it. Easily now. do it. Like, oh, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. Because now, you know, it would be easier for parents to know, Oh, you know, Timmy's not mm-hmm. ready for that one, you know, um, then back. But then. I also feel like nowadays kids are exposed to so true. much more that they've built up such a higher tolerance that they'd be able to handle it. Very true. Yeah. And it could easily survive today. Yeah, I mean... One can dream. One can dream. Do you think it's, like, in the realm of possibility, or do you think they would just never want to invest money in something that they got rid of once? I don't know. I mean, for the 50th, I think it would be a really cool thing, because apparently they're supposed to be, like, introducing 50 new things for Walt Disney World's 50th. So introducing one of the 50 things, just, like, all over the entire Mm -hmm. resort. So I think if one of those 50 things was to be bringing back an old ride, I think that would be the coolest thing for the 50th. And, you know, I doubt it would be that, like, crazy expensive. No, or, like, even, like, putting Toad back in. Like, ripping out Princess Fairytale Hall there and putting Toad where the old Snow White oh, ride Oh, I forget that's where... Is that is that what replaced it, or did something replace it, and then it became the princess thing? Or was it Winnie the Pooh? So Snow White was always there. Winnie the Pooh replaced Toad. Okay. Yeah. But Pooh doesn't even use the entire show building. So what was next to it? it So it's like Mr. Toad, right? Then they replace it with Winnie the Pooh. What was the rest then? If you know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to picture it. My Disneyland knowledge is a lot better than my Disney World since I grew up going there every every one to two years. Whereas I only, in the last few years, started going to Disney World on a regular basis. I want to say, isn't Princess Fairytale Hall beside Winnie the Pooh? It's like Winnie the Pooh, and then it, they have the that um, quick service that restaurant, and then it has the Fantasy Fair or whatever it's called. Yeah, that princess thing. And so I was wondering, like, if that. I mean, I, I'll look it up if not, but like, if that was part of Toad, then what? it was in the interim before they built the princess thing. Oh, so Snow White used to be where the Princess Fairytale Hall is. So the Snow White Dark Ride, Snow White Scary Adventures used to be where Princess Fairytale Hall is, and then they took that out when they were building New Fantasyland. Oh. So they got rid of two yeah. two like iconic attractions. Two of like the original, yeah, two of the original dark rides are gone. It's just interesting when you look at like theme park history and what they because you have the I don't know. I guess I'm right in between, and I guess you're probably around in between where we're not um, old enough to hate change, but we're young enough to, you know, like miss some of the older stuff, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where we're not like, yeah. you know, imagine if I was in like my 60s and 70s and I was a Disney theme park fan, I'd be more hesitant to change, but I'm not quite young enough to where I want them to like get rid of everything and just do popular stuff. So, I think it's. I imagine it's a really hard balance for them to, which I think Disneyland has done a lot better job at, um, keeping yeah, more like of the Disneyland's, originals. Yeah, kept a lot of the original, but then has also brought in a lot of new stuff, or has updated like some of the old classic rides. Like Alice was updated. I don't remember exactly when, but 
the new updates, like they're much more advanced, right. but they still follow that like classic Disney dark ride feel. Doesn't feel like Little Mermaid, which I, I actually enjoy Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. but um, it still has that like intimate, small like dark ride, like old Disneyland type feel. But it is newer and it, it's fresh and you know still keeps that classic story alive. Right. No, I agree because I <clears throat> before I moved to Orlando, I got to ride on Alice in Wonderland, and I think it is probably the best. Um, integration of new technology into an old attraction because mm-hmm. they left a lot alone or every a lot, you know tons alone and the projections yeah. weren't intrusive they weren't distracting no. they were subtle and they just made the ride come it sounds corny but it, it made it really come alive for me when i was like no it does yeah. like alice the original i was, I was like okay it's kind of you know it's fun but it just made it more i don't know immersive and even with mm-hmm. peter pan I only got to ride it once with the changes, so I'm a little hazy, but I I think I remember thinking, oh, these are actually really well implemented. And so I like that style rather than just gutting an attraction and saying, all right. And like redoing it over. Yeah, like when, I mean, I look, hey, don't get me wrong, I like Winnie the Pooh, but I think I would have rather them put Winnie the Pooh somewhere else and just have updated Mr. Toad and Snow White in some way, you know, digital technology or whatever rather than just completely getting rid of it same with um Mm -hmm. submarine voyage although that's a whole other issue because there was you know so much money they were you know like with all the repairs and maintenance it was was like costing a lot for maintenance and just to keep the ride there but i love mine train so you know that's uh, a good con like mine train would be great if it was like an extra 40 seconds of like another show scene. Yeah, it's pretty short. Like right at the end, if there was an, like one additional show scene, I think that would create a stellar attraction. I mean, now it's it's a good attraction, but it's it kind really of short. falls short on length for a coaster, but then it also falls short on length for being a dark ride. Especially when you're waiting two hours, an hour and a half, like mm-hmm. which it is consistently at least an hour and a half oh, whenever... Yeah, because that first show scene is so cool. I love line. that that when you enter the mine and you get the music and you get the yeah it's really cool animatronics and it looks even better at night because you don't have mm-hmm. the light seeping through to kind of make the facial projections look a little um, uh, less crisp. So at like, night it's a, yeah. it's amazing at night and I, I agree mm-hmm. if they'd had one last show scene in between like right at the end. But again, space yeah. I guess is. I guess that's where Disney World does kind of have space issues. Right. Yeah, because I think that the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was supposed to be like a Pixie Hollow meet and greet area, Mm. I think. Originally, I think it was. And then there was like a whole bunch of backlash and then they changed it. They're like, no, just kidding. It's going to be a Snow White ride instead. Yeah, and and I, 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 I actually do enjoy Little Mermaid for what it is. I guess I wish they had made Disneyland's and Disney World's a little... I like it when they add a little bit of difference, you know, when it's not, like, the exact same experience Mm -hmm. when they change something. So then when you go to one park, you can experience, like, the same attraction, but, like, maybe a a different show scene. Because I'm pretty... Isn't it, like, pretty much identical, like, 
it's literally the exact same yeah. thing. You could watch a video from California and then watch a video <laughs> from Florida in like the core of like the show scenes. Obviously, like the load and unload's different. Right. Yeah. But you could watch a video and not know which park you're watching. It's literally the exact same ride, the exact same. And that's one thing. Um, I don't know if you. T- I don't remember if you touched on it in your Disneyland versus Disney World, but I, you know, I'll say that I think that Disney World or Disneyland has the better, I think Splash Mountain is the only Disney World version of an attraction that I actually think is better in terms of the theming and the show scenes. Um, but I think Disney World has overall like much better cues for the, you know, like the Little Mermaid yeah, cue. Yeah, Disney World has and, you know, better white cues. And, and I think like, yeah, it, it's the cue in Florida doesn't really match the ride. Like, it builds you up for, like, this, like, like insane, like, e-ticket attraction where it's going to be, like, this most, mo- like, your, like the most mind-blowing experience that you'll ever see at a theme park. And then you get on the ride, and it's, like, it's a nice dark ride. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Like, I like the ride. But the queue builds you up for, like, Thunder Mountain. Right. Or, like, Splash Mountain. But I think, in general, yeah. Disney World has... Um, a lot i don't want to say better but i do tend to think a lot of the well, attractions well, they are better you know, the cute. I, better cues. i'm always hesitant to say the word better or <laughs> eh. you know because like it's all subjective but um like even pirates like i love i love disneyland's version where you're you know you get um to see it part of the i love the blue bayou but i also love mm-hmm. disney world how you're kind of walking through that area and you see the cannons and the skeletons and um I wish they could yeah, have like Disney you know, Blue Bayou here. Magic but. Kingdom's uh, queue for pirates is a lot better. Right. The queue than, itself. The, yeah. And then the Blue Bayou. But the actual ride. Been, you know. But like, like Disneyland has the far superior ride. Oh, yeah. For sure. Hands, like, hands down. down. Hands down. Because, you know, I mean, you know that, you know, how it was going to be Thunder Mesa. And then everyone's like, where's pirates? Right. And so they built like a, yeah. a quick spark notes it. version because they were still like, okay, <laughs> we'll save the really cool. Cause they were going to have like a blue Bayou element in, um, Expedi- Western river expedition. Yep. Um, they were going to, yeah. again, they were going to take all the really cool aspects of Disneyland's pirates of the Caribbean. They were going to, instead of a blue Bayou, it was going to be like a Western version of that. You know, the lift hill for the big splash was going to be, you know, they were just going to combine all these really awesome elements of pirates. Mm-hmm. And then when they built the pirates in magic kingdom, they were still planning on doing it and then it got scrapped. So then we're left with like half an attraction. You don't get, you know, it's just sad when I go on the one here in Orlando, cause you don't get the caverns and the, you know, the, all that pre stuff before you get. Oh launched, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it's it, it's a much different experience, and especially like if you go from knowing Disneyland's to going on Walt Disney Worlds, it's like this is it, really. Like, when is the ride? So, start? so like, since because you you it. said you grew up more on Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. do you have that memory of having experienced Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World, and then going to the Disneyland one and being like, "Whoa, this is just so cool with the blue body." Oh yeah, like I was like. I, like I was like my mind was blown like I was because I because I like I, I, I was expecting it to be the same ride mm-hmm. but it wasn't at all because I made sure to like not watch any videos of it to just right go in and be surprised and I was like I was very surprised I was very surprised yeah you get like a whole other attraction 
yeah, it's like a whole different attraction. Like much different attraction. Would you say that's the biggest um like Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom uh like the biggest difference between attractions or is there any that you would kind of uh, say that are on par with it since you just did a video on it? I want to say that that's probably the only one that's like drastically different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz Splash Mountain yeah, it's I feel subtle like, like Splash Mountain's subtle, but it's I in my opinion Magic Kingdom just kind of realized it a little bit better. Oh yeah, there's like small like the like the small things add up at mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom which make the better version of the ride or in my opinion it's the better version. Right. The other one I would say well, sp- is Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. I was gonna, that's yeah. literally the one um that I and maybe it's blasphemy. I don't enjoy Magic Kingdom Space Mountain. I it's rough. I don't like the seating. I don't like that there's no music that ties you into the ride. It's just like a roller coaster, which is fine, but Disneyland's like I think the queue is better, but I also love like the music and the way it, it's composed to match the movements of the vehicle. And mm-hmm. it's just I loved Disneyland's version. And then when I went, I kind of had the opposite um, feeling when I went on Disney World's, and I was like, "Where's the music? Like, where's where's the you know? It just it didn't it lacked." Um, what made the uh, Disneyland version so special to me, at least. Yeah, Disney World's is definitely missing a new track, which they need. It's a little, it's a little bumpy. But some say that that the bumpiness in that ride adds to the whole thing. I mean, nice. okay, sure, yeah. maybe it does because it's it's in the dark, then you don't know which way you're going. True. But I really think the music makes or breaks that attraction, which is why Disneyland like really wins. Mm-hmm. But I also like Disneyland's ride vehicles better. They're just like standard coaster cars they're more comfortable where space mountain yeah like space mountain that magic kingdom feels like you're going on the matterhorn why do you think they haven't added music to space mountain if i mean i think if you were to do a poll like you know music no music i would imagine you'd get like most people saying yeah add like a soundtrack add something to make it more immersive do you like have a speculation as to why they've left it probably money and the fact that they wouldn't want to put the ride down for that long since Magic Kingdom is so popular and, you know, like they are already in desperate need of capacity. So if they were to put one of their major e-tickets down, and I mean, Splash Mountain goes down all the time for refurbs. Right. Um, but I feel like the capacity on Space Mountain is a lot greater than Splash Mountain. I could I could be wrong. But yeah, I think it's more of they know that if they're going to go in and work on space mountain they're not just going to add like one one or two little things like they're going to go in and like do a full refurb which is going to take a whole like year and a bit just like disneyland's thunder uh refurb so i think that's why we haven't seen it added because apparently i think it was in 2000 there's a refurb in 2004 maybe or 2005 it was in like the mid to late 2000s that space mountain at disney world was supposed to get an updated track Mm. like they're supposed to retrack the entire thing and it was supposed to be more similar to disneyland's but for whatever reasons it didn't happen money i'm assuming it's Um, always always money which makes sense obviously yeah because if you because apparently if you look at um videos with the lights on you'll see certain beams that are like spray painted and like circled Hmm. because i guess like they were getting ready to 
um, gear up for the removal and interesting replace the entire track. But I'll have to watch my um, that that like twenty second clip I showed you where I mm-hmm. got like four K with the lights on. Maybe I can spot it somewhere. Like zoom it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think of like like I think once Tron opens, then we'll probably get a new Space Mountain. And like new, I mean like a nicely refurbed, right? Like not like a two month refurb, like a full like full retrack, mm-hmm. and just like full like new effects, just everything. Yeah, I was disappointed when they, they when they re- did the refurb on Thunder Mountain, where because I love the Disneyland effect where they have like the um, the uh, barrel of like TNT that explodes. Third, yeah, up the, uh, like up their third lift hill. Yeah, yeah, and they Florida was supposed to get it. Do you know why? Because I was just like, "What? Where is it?" <laughs> Money again. Oh man! I, I think that's what it came down to. <laughs> the budget. Like I think they ran into some other issues when they were doing that refurb because I believe that that was a 2012 refurb. Because I remember going to the park and it wasn't open. Right. Um, I was bummed out. I was like, yeah. "Oh man!" Because I loved. It was just such a cool effect and it worked so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like right now at Disney World, you go up that third lift hill and there's like nothing happening. Because the falling right. rock effect's been turned off now. They don't do that. It's like you're literally just going up and like your car kind of like sh- twists from side to side as, as it goes up. That's pretty much it. Yep. So that, yeah, like if they would get the Disneyland effects in that third lift hill, that would be really cool. Yeah. And like, and like I said in my video, in my opinion, that would then have me title Magic Kingdom doing the ride better than Disneyland. Right, because other than that, it's pretty much the same. Well, I think they have more. It has more animatronics and uh, set pieces, doesn't it? The one in Magic Kingdom. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because they have that whole section while you're like passing the the railroad tracks. That like little, I think it's the town of Tumbleweed. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, they have that little scene, but then Disneyland has. A few sort of like animatronic-ish scenes, right? Which I believe were old animatronics from um, the uh, the man, the mine train through Nature's Wonderland. Oh, that would make sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's what ties back to why Disneyland is just because of again that history that there's so many attractions where you can go on Space Mountain. Or not Space Mountain, um, Splash Mountain, and be like, oh, those are from America Sings, and mm-hmm. um, there's just more of that, which I love. I love when you you know go on Winnie the Pooh and turn around and you see the the um, animals the, from the heads from Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's just where it depends whether you're like a a history buff like us or whether you're just kind of like an average Joe who likes thrills. You know which one you would prefer. Yeah, I. I just, I just like we mentioned earlier, Disneyland's history definitely um, adds a lot more to that park. Like, adds a lot more. And again, I guess that's um, where Disney World has the benefit is that they have, you know, it's not just the Magic Kingdom. They have, you know, all the other parks and the water parks and everything. So there's more to do. So, you know, that kind of helps balance the issue of it not having as much history i suppose yeah it's like like there's so much more to disney world than just magic kingdom which i think a lot of people just think of disney world as being just magic kingdom but yeah there's so much more that builds on the whole resort 
Whereas for the longest time, like Disneyland was just one park. Right. Which is crazy to think that there was a time mm-hmm. when that was it. And to me, it's even crazy to remember a time when the parking lot was just right outside the gates. Like I do remember that yeah. as a kid. You park and, you know, just kind of like Hollywood Studios. Right. And yeah. it's just weird to think that there was no other theme park or even just thinking about like how California Adventure was when it first opened, the atrocity it kind of, you know, was in the very beginning. Yeah, that that I never got to experience firsthand, but it looked like it was an interesting park. I think the biggest problem with California Adventure was that when people go to a theme park when they're paying however much money per ticket, you don't want to be in a carnival, you know, like like so much of the uh, southern portion. I think it's southern, where it was like you know screaming California screaming um, before they even had music, and it was just like carnival rides, and you don't want to pay mm-hmm. hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever, to be in a Disney version of a carnival. Yeah, it's safer. Yeah, no. It's nice because it's safer. You feel like you're not going to like die when you go on it, but. You know, you don't get the theming, and I think that's the biggest problem where it lacked, like, a theme, an immersion, where, yeah, it was nice to walk around and hear the Beach Boys, but it just didn't have what it needed. And I think they're doing a good job with um, kind of bringing it up to par with the other parks. Yeah, they are. And, like, that's why people hate Dinorama at Animal Kingdom. Just because like it doesn't feel like oh yeah I hate a Disney product, but then if you really look at the whole like story of like why it's there right. and Beastly Kingdom like and that whole that, backstory yeah. yeah like it actually like it it is very detailed and there is a lot to kind of look at and I mean yeah it's it's a it's a roadside carnival but it's themed very well. Does it belong in Animal Kingdom? I don't think so, but... <laughs> yeah, and then again, it comes <laughs> down to money because originally, you know, it was going to be like, um, when you look at the concept art, that whole area, like, yeah, it was going to be all like dinosaur themed, but, it, you know, that was going to be such a cool, like, Thunder Mountain-esque um, roller coaster, and then you would have had Dinosaur, and then you would have had Beastly Kingdom, and, you you know, it was mm-hmm. s- the... it's That's the one park where I think I'm the most sad that it didn't get realized as originally intended because Mm -hmm. I mean, just going through like beastly kingdom and the stuff that they wanted to do, obviously it probably wouldn't have reached the scale, uh, you know, cause they always tone it down at some point during the process. Yeah. From their concept. Yeah. I think it would have been pretty incredible and I think it would have had really great longevity because it wasn't based on a movie. It was based on, you know, fairy tales good versus evil dragons and yeah, it was a full like original concept yeah. and you know of course anyone can like watch my beastly kingdom video but you know there's just so much that's still there and that's why that park mm-hmm. has kind of a special place in my heart because i love i love the fact that so many elements that were meant to tease beastly kingdom are still in the park and now there's pandora yeah and i bet a ton of people pass by that stuff and have no idea where it came from and that one fountain that's, like, right beside the bridge. Yep. I wish they would turn it on. Like, it, I can't imagine it'd be that expensive. You know, if, you, if you're going to have it there, let it work. You know, like, they have the cave that used to breathe fire, the fountain um, that's shaped like a dragon head, and the geysers. And, you know, if you're going to leave it there, you know, I think you might as well 
turn it on, but as of now, it's also just kind of decaying because they're just kind of um, letting it rot away. Yeah, I mean, overall, though, I think Animal Kingdom's in a good place. Yeah, I love going there. Oh, it's like it's it's one of my favorite parks. Like, I really love Animal Kingdom. I really love Animal Kingdom. Because there's so much to do depending on your mood. Do I want to go on attractions? Mm -hmm. Do I want to explore? Do I want to see live animals? It's really got a lot now, especially with Pandora. Yeah. Yeah, like it's definitely a full day park. People say that it's not. But I think now it's definitely a full day park. I think so. If they were to bring one more attraction to the park, then it would definitely, most definitely be a full day park. Like there's no denying. Yeah, and the Rivers of Light show, it's a really... You know, I was impressed. I've only seen it once all the way through, but for what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a fun show. I mean, like, it matches the whole vibe and feel of Animal Kingdom. So I think in that sense, they really hit a home run with it. Like, there's no IP in it, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'm, I'm sure Rivers of Light 2.0, or is this, well, this is kind of 2.0. Yeah, because it, it never worked. Rivers of Light 3.0. At first. Yeah, yeah one, one, the, the 1.0 didn't really work. Then 2.0 is this one here. 3.0 is probably going to have some sort of like IP. Right. Something in it. Yeah, because the first time I but. saw it, about a third of the way through, it just stopped. <laughs> and then they had to like... Oh, really? Because yeah. it got uh, too windy? What's that? Too wind. Because it was too windy? No, it just something happened. Like it was about a third oh. of the way. I have it on because I was there recording it. So I do have it um, somewhere um, where it was like a third of the way through, I think. And then all of a sudden, everything just froze. Um, you know, the flowers went back to where they were, and they had some announcement yeah. like, oh, technical difficulties. And then they Did ended up restarting thing? the show like 10 minutes later. Oh, from the beginning? Yeah, or... it was, it was I, don't, oh, wow. I don't think it was officially opened yet. It was like a day or two before. I'll have to look at it again. But yeah, they it stopped. And then okay. for whatever reason, I think it had to do with Wi-Fi. Everyone was saying like, oh, it's like something going on with their system but they restarted it and did it from scratch so it was kind of fun to see it twice <laughs> or half That's of it cool. twice and now they just got to cool. fix the yeti yeah which i think is going to happen something's going to happen again if that's one of the 50 things that happens during the 50th i think disney fans would really appreciate it joe rody if you're listening fix the yeti thank you i mean he has said that he is going to fix it and like he's tweeted about it even like recently so his his intentions of fixing it or doing something to it to make it not just have a strobe light, I think it's it's there. It's probably just gonna come down to money and if he can convince like the uppers at Disney to actually let him do it. Do you do you think? Maybe... I mean, it's pure speculation, but do you think that they would use the same Yeti, or do you think that if they were gonna fix it, they might revolve it around? or retheme the attraction or something like that um i think if it gets fixed it's probably gonna remain maybe not the same figure like they'll make a new figure mm. just so it doesn't tear the mountain apart smaller or whatever yeah it doesn't break the foundation or whatever is the actual problem because no one really seems to know anymore i know um, there's like five i theories. think it'll yeah it's like you, like now you don't know which one's true just joe like joe Rody should just come out and say what's actually wrong with it i wonder if it's um, a liability thing because i have wondered why he hasn't literally just been like okay 
Well, that's another thing that I've heard too is that Disney didn't want the figure to like be swinging over the guests mm. because that becomes a liability factor. So I don't know if that's an actual reason now. It makes sense though because just, with dinosaur, no, it does. Yeah, they sure it does. that's why they shut off the pterodactyl and the compies because you know they were afraid that I think it was like the the new policy or so, I don't remember why, but. Um, like that if you're going to have something over like flying over guests, there has to be like a safety net in case it became. Yeah. And then that's why they shut off the pterodactyl and the compies. So it does make sense mm-hmm. that, I mean, maybe it was just around the same time that maybe it broke maybe. and maybe they're like, actually, it's probably a good thing because now we can't do that anyways. You know, have this yeah. five trillion ton thing swinging over <laughs> like people. But I have noticed recently, though, that that entire scene is a lot brighter. Yeah, there was an like article still on strobes. that. Yeah, there was an article but, that they're doing testing to see if I, I forget what it was, but that yeah, that they have brightened it up and that they're testing different yeah, lighting. Yeah, but now it's too bright mm-hmm. though. It's too bright because now you see that he, like he's clearly not moving, and he's just like stuck there. Yeah, I always find the photographs of it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it is broken, and I don't know. I always like expect it to start moving or something because it's just so like huge <laughs> and. Um, can you imagine that though? One day just riding it and all of a sudden like it actually moves like the, the Disney fan community would just like explode. Well, that's the funny thing because when I was doing, I, I think it was my original broken and abandoned video that when you went through the forums, there were so many posts of like, Hey guys, the Yeti's working. And then someone would be like, no, it just, you know, like either the strobe made you think it was, but then there were some people that said, no, it was. And you never knew whether they turned it on and were testing it right, or, or it's just your imagination. Cause there's a lot, if you go well, through like WD magic during that time, yeah. Like, hey guys, it's back on. And then, you know, it's just so on and off and on and off. It was funny. Well, I think that like, like that thread on WDW magic, I think it's like 11 years old now. Yep. Still going. It just keeps going. <laughs> that it just keeps going. That and uh, spaceship earth, which is what I utilized for uh, my video. Cause Everyone's okay. always fascinated yeah. by, you know, the change, the evolution of, well, especially when something's not working, you know, mm-hmm. especially like the Yeti when that was the main draw, you know, that was what all the commercials were based on. Oh yeah, I mean, like they even did that whole documentary on Travel Channel yep. on building Expedition Everest, and like the Yeti was pretty much a core of that documentary. Yeah, I used a lot of it for my video because they had it like behind, uh, like thin curtains to kind of like mm-hmm. keep it hidden to like conceal it and yeah. show an arm and a leg and it was it's yeah. a you know it's a really cool uh documentary i love all those things so i think that's probably a good place to wrap this up cool well yeah thanks for thanks for having me on the podcast this is fun yeah and thank you for coming on oh my pleasure so, um, yeah, t- tell everybody listening where they can watch your content, follow you, and all that. Sure. Well, you can find me at uh, TPM, oh, no, tpmvids.com. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you can find <laughs> um, Yeah, you, you can find me at youtube.com slash tpmvids, or I'm on Twitter at tpmvideos, or on Instagram at tpmvideos as well. Cool. And uh, congratulate. I forgot to say it at the beginning, but congrats on hitting 350K. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's that's a big number. Never thought that the channel would actually 
get to that. But yeah, no, it's really it's really cool. Well, I think we all think that when we start these channels, and then it's cool to see you having reached that um, that point. Um, but anyways, uh, thank you again for coming on. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time on Yesterworld.